Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a new guest to the podcast. He is a singer, actor, performer. I'm pretty sure he'll shine your shoes if you give him a nickel. Uh, based out of Knoxville, Tennessee, it's Matt Gainey. Hello, Gainey? hello. Yes, that is the correct pronunciation. Matt Gainey. I, I feel like that's the only way to say it. <laughs> um once in high school someone added an r to it so i was called matt grainy for about a year okay um, so yeah it's one of those things that's a that's a that's a, that's a different name entirely <laughs> i know <laughs> believe me i was confused as everyone else oh boy and we're here today to talk about the last five years Woo-hoo. which um uh <sighs> I was just telling you before we started recording, I just finished watching it because I'm of two minds when it comes to this movie where it's like, yay, I have to watch it. And oh, I have to watch it. Yeah, you got to be in the right mindset to uh, be able to tackle this one. Oh, you And you're never in the right mindset to watch this mm-hmm. movie. Um, surprisingly, it came out in 2014. I didn't realize it was yeah, that, I think, that I think long I've... ago. Yeah, I think the first time I watched it was probably in 2015, though. So a year after it came out, I feel like the marketing on this was just very quiet. Yeah, yeah, it was a very quiet. I remember I saw it in theaters because it came out around Valentine's Day. And um, of course, my friend and I for because my birthday's around that time as well. And so my friend and I were like, let's do a double feature. We did that. And I believe the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Ew, that's quite the Valentine's Day right there. It is. Slash birthday. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, real quick, this movie, the screenplay is by, oh, I'm going to mess up this last name. And I spelled it wrong too uh, on one of these. Uh, the screenplay is by Richard Lagravenez. Sure. That's my best guess. Awesome. Uh, music based based off of the music book and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown, directed by, I'm not saying, Richard LaGrave. Same guy. Same dude, yes. Uh, And according to IMDb, which we need to talk about this, Mm -hmm. uh, a struggling actress and her novelist lover each illustrate the struggle and deconstruction of their love affair. I just didn't like the first part of that. I don't like that description at all. Like it's it's pretty much true, but it never goes in like just that description never goes into the fact that it is a musical mm-hmm. or the um the time jumps of everything that the way the story is being told told. Um I feel like that's part of the reason that this movie musical did not do as well as it could have because of the marketing for the normal audience came in was like what the oh, hell right is Cause, happening because they're like anna kendrick and jeremy jordan in a romance movie it was very it was very like like they were ashamed of it, it according to the marketing because like it was i feel like you did hear some of the songs but like they didn't you didn't really see them like singing it you mm-hmm. know what i mean 
So, you know, for all you know, you're just for, uh, the, the non-theater goer, the, the people who don't know that this is based off of an off-Broadway show. It'll be like, oh, so they're singing karaoke in a scene and that's what we're listening to? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, um, what was that new movie that came out? Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver. Um, uh, the, the musical, Annette? No, no, it was a movie that why am i blanking on the ne- this one it got memed so bad marriage story uh, marriage story yeah he sings karaoke in one of the scenes and people are like oh my goodness it's such a good musical no it's just he sings it once like, and people are like once. i don't know company but now i do and it's like i oh. love company it's <laughs> the only musical i've ever heard of have you actually seen a production of this I watched um, I watched a bootleg because no one does this show as much as they should have. Um, have you done should. it? I've I've sang a ton of songs from it, but unfortunately, I've never done it. Um, and uh, so, for those of you who don't know this, this is a Jason Robert Brown off Broadway musical. Uh, it premiered in Chicago in two thousand one, and then went to off Broadway in two thousand two. Um, it is. Mm, all song i think the stage version i feel like there's very minimal dialogue very minimal um it, there are there is dialogue thrown in but not the, as much as in the movie because the movie they added more yes especially because in the musical the two actors really never meet unless it's that uh next 10 minutes and the and end of the, the musical um but sometimes on the stage version, they'll have dialogue that for, in a different scene. Right. Yeah. Um, but nice. in this one, they've they had them act together. Um, and that's one of the actual for me, one of the strengths of the movie um, is to add in some of the context for everything that is going on. I really liked also some of the justifications that they had with it, where it's like where they set some of the things so like obviously we've got to see the the the, uh summer stock theater that she works Mm -hmm. at in ohio but like in oh crap which one was it uh i want to say it's climbing uphill where it ends in the bookstore Mm -hmm. Um, yes i i was just like oh that's this is so fascinating (laughs) yes um and that yeah in at least the stage version I saw, he just reads the book at kind of what feels kind of like a random time. Um, I think it is during the climbing uphill, but then she goes back into it. Um, and then, yes. yeah. Um, and then on the I, it plays a piano note and she's like back in an audition or she's practicing for an audition. And then they go into the screaming match of if I didn't believe in you. This I really liked them, the the two of them, by the way. Oh Anna Kendrick yes. and Jeremy Jordan. They had great chemistry. Like I uh I forgot what scene it was. It was one of the happier scenes, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, they're just like so natural. Oh, I think it was the Schmuel song, actually. Oh yeah. Um, they, they're just so naturally like Anna Kendrick's like, what is going on? Like just her tone throughout any part of the movie when she's not singing is my favorite part of the movie. Like in uh, Shiska Goddess, she just says, "What's happening?" 
<laughs> like it's it's kind of like a fourth wall breaking moment of like this guy's singing at me and, and singing about his life. And what same, is he doing? Same thing in the Shmuel song where he starts and she's just like, I've never been more attracted to you right now. <laughs> Sorry, I love it. I also really love Ada Kendrick. Oh, um, I do too. I, Top I, number one celebrity crush right there. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's another Ooh. reason I love the movie so much. Because, <laughs> you know, she's in another musical movie. Like, she did this one, uh, Pitch Perfect, the Pitch Perfect series, and Into the Woods. So it's like, give me any Anna Kendrick singing. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, she is uh, definitely the mu- the movie musical woman of this generation. Ooh. Um, well, I th- yeah. Might be, well, it might be a couple more, but, like, she's one of the most well-known for sure, like modern day. I think Meryl Streep will have some words with you about that. Yeah. <laughs> you are right. So well, I, she is one of them. Yeah, she she is one of them. Um, what I also really appreciate about this is that you can tell that they recorded a lot of the stuff live, like they filmed it live. Yeah, I think. Um, so I watched this on Amazon Prime. Not Amazon Prime. I, I did buy it, um, but they have trivia and cast things 11 out of the 14 songs were sung live right and then they tell us what's the other three i i yes i well i feel like maybe next 10 minutes is one of the ones that they didn't sing live because it was an outdoor shot uh, outdoor scene i could see moving too fast being one as well yeah with all the places they go in that one song Mm -hmm. And maybe part of Shiksa Goddess? Yeah, that's one thing I, I was going to talk about. It's just like how close they are to each other. Like, just imagine singing that close to someone else's face for that long. I mean, you doing all the other stuff. Uh, you've done it probably on stage. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> it's still awkward. And as many, <clears throat> many takes as they probably had to take during that song. <laughs> or wanted to take during that song. Why did you actually pick this one out of all of the musical movies that uh, or TV shows that you're ex- that you could have chosen? Why this one? I think the main thing is it, it's one of my favorite musicals, and the movie does not get talked about a lot. No. It's just it it kind of flew under the radar for a very long time, and kind of still is. Um, even musical theater friends that I have still sometimes there are surprised that there was a movie of this. And it was done pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's probably, there's probably fault in it that anyone can point out, but like there's fault in everything. So whatever. But I feel like they honored the show and they also like made it their own in a way. Yeah. It, it's definitely one of the closest to the actual source material a lot of movie musicals will change big things. Um, the things that they changed in this one were just honestly they updated li- things. Yeah, little things um, or adding things to make it feel more like a movie. Like we were talking with having Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan in the same scenes instead of just kind of one at a time. Or like in Summer in Ohio, there's a moment where they utilize the song to help show like her in rehearsal or like they 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 show different things to like ground it in reality in a way Mm -hmm. 
and, and it's very interesting. Yeah, speaking of grounding in reality, uh, some things they'll do in some of the songs, not all of them, is they'll have diegetic music. The beginning of Summer in Ohio, you have that guy playing mm-hmm. the string yes. instrument at the beginning just to kick it off, which is always a nice little touch in these types of things. Which one was it? Is it the mir- A Miracle Would Happen? Yeah, that one where there's a band playing the that, beginning too. That one too? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's so... it. I like I like I said earlier I am of two minds like I love watching this I love listening to this soundtrack but again you know you're gonna be destroyed emotionally yeah and they just this musical in particular just gets you with a gut punch right at the beginning they're just still hurting that's uh right just right off the bat and, and what I what I really like about this movie is that they bookend it so well. So like with still hurting, you see her and she's reading the letter that he writes at the end, but also at the end of the movie, you see present day Kathy uh, walk into the apartment and she's, so it's like, Oh, it's a circle now. Like, you know, yeah. they, they completed it. And that is something that is purely just for the movie. Cause stage version don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least the version I watched in preparation for this is they, in the stage version, they just kind of came together for a few seconds. They did a spin and then left. So there's a version of it on Broadway HD that is the recent uh, West End revival. Is that the one that you watched? No, I watched one from San Francisco. It was in 2016, I believe. Because, you know, I was trying to, like, find it for free. (laughs) So I didn't have to buy it on amazon but uh i I was surprised to see that there is a uh recorded stage version of it on broadway hd i'm not sponsored by them but i'm gonna whore it out because why not totally yeah um i haven't watched it yet so i don't know if (laughs) yeah i need to check out anything about it yeah uh so in this movie though did you know that uh, you probably you probably knew, but they they have uh, cameos of Betsy Wolf and Sherry Renee Scott. I love the just overall Easter eggs and cameos. If you are a musical theater lover, this is just a great movie to watch. One for the music and the, the story, of course, but just like to pick up on little things that uh, and the references. So yes, Betsy Wolf as uh, the former stripper. stripper. Um, Sherry Renee Scott is one of the like directors, producers, or something mm-hmm. at one of the auditions. And then Jason, we got to mention it. Yeah, you, I think you were just about to. We have to mention it, or else you're going to get a million comments. Jason Robert Brown is the pianist during Climbing Uphill. Um, so, but like, what about Norbert Leo Butts and Adam Cantor? Like the I, they could have been producers too. I don't know why we didn't get them. Or or guys at the party, at a yeah. party. Exactly. I, it would have been that would have been an interesting Easter egg. I mean, it's a it's a it's great that they showcase the women. Another person we have to mention as well is uh, Ashley Spencer, Jeremy Jordan's wife, is yes. the receptionist. Um, we got to hit them all, or else your comment well, section is so going to blow up. I did. I I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize. So I've seen this movie probably like a dozen times. I didn't realize that that was his wife until <laughs> looking things up for this recording and it was and it's great because like it is a very intimate scene so it's nice that they cast somebody that he knows 
and yeah. that that too i also like that like in that song how would you clarify these songs are they because they seem more like monologues but with music is there a term for that i mean that's that's honestly what any good musical theater song is is especially a a, a solo ballad right um, is a monologue with song or with music is that you've said your piece you can only talk so much that you have to add that extra emotion to really make your point drive home i never really thought of it that way but like for for jason robert brown music he has all the words in his songs yeah (laughs) uh wait where was i going i don't remember (laughs) i'm all over the place this is an early morning recording john doesn't have a brain right now all good (laughs) I feel like you're getting into nobody needs to know. Oh, right. So as another as another visual thing that they added, like he's just sleeping around with everyone. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that they don't really talk about in the show. Because I so I saw the uh, 2013 revival, uh, Mm -hmm. apparently directed by Jason Robert Brown himself. And so I just remember in Nobody Needs to Know, like he's the way that they staged it is that he's just in bed and you're supposed to assume it's not Kathy, but mm. you, you think it's only one person. But I really yeah. like that they made him more of a playboy because of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I never, I never really get it like he cheats on her and she's just jealous of him that's what that's why their relationship implodes well i think it's so i think there are other reasons why the relationship does come to a breaking point obviously that is the actual straw that broke the camel's back is him sleeping around that is the penultimate the relationship has to end but the big thing about this musical and one of the reasons I do love it is because in storytelling and musicals, you always want to try to find the villain of the show. And in this one, if you really break it down, there is no physical villain. Um, They are just two normal people in a relationship that both have their faults and the real villain of the show is their own pride and really the timing of it their own maturity i was reading an article from someone that was doing the last five years and she said if jamie and kathy would have met five years later they might Mm. have been able to make it work because they're supposed to be like 23 and to 28 in the show or something like that yeah jamie's we know for sure that jamie's 23 when the show starts um and we assume kathy is around that that age yeah um and then five years later 28 if they would have met at 28 and gone through some of the similar things that they would have like already had their careers established hell um, i would have i would have even like said 27 you know or 20 just just because you know you're still a child when you're 23 (laughs) yeah i mean i'm 26 and i still feel like a child sometimes if we're being honest like I have a full-time job and I'm just like, what is life? Oh, please don't, don't <laughs> Louis. We're not going to get that deep right now because no, no, no. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to spiral right now <laughs> and have it be recorded. Uh, <laughs> so uh, do you, I was just watch. I was watching this movie and I was thinking in a stage production, would it work if they were a same sex couple? I more than anything in the world, I want so many different versions of the last five years. I want a same-sex couple. I want a gender-swapped version of the last five years. Heck, if we could train dogs and cats to sing, I would watch it. Give me any (laughs) version of this, and I will probably love it. But yes, I think a same-sex couple would be a fantastic way to tell the story. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch you some people. Ready? Okay. I don't know as who, but just this this cast of getting them back together: Ariana Debose and Joel and Pelham from The Prom. Yes. I I feel like they could do it. I just don't know who would be who, but I don't care. <laughs> I just want Ariana Debose and everything. Well, I mean, it could be one of those things. I've heard it be done with other shows where it is just two people where they learn both parts. And then it, they just flip a coin before they go on. Jesus Christ, that'd be dope. I mean, I could see that happening with this. Yeah. But it's just a lot of words. <laughs> oh, for sure. 100%. You're just learning the whole show as a, pretty much a one-man show. But I feel, uh-huh. I, I feel like if they, were, if they were actually to do that, they would need like two hours notice because then they're just like, okay, let's refresh the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's like Shmuel song is what like 10 minutes long just about and if you're doing it quote unquote right you're adding in all these voices all of this stuff you're switching characters just by yourself oh my god and then I so I tried um in in the before times I would go to this uh open mic that uh, a former guest on the podcast, uh, Ariana Aman, used to host. And there was one time I tried to sing, I can do better than that. But I was just like, I need my phone because I don't know the, all the words. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's hard. <laughs> words is hard. Words, words is hard, yes. You said that you, sa- uh, you sang these for like, cabarets and concerts and things like cabarets, that Cabarets, vocal lessons um the big one that i did all the time was if i didn't believe in you oh i just love the rawness of that song i mean a lot of these songs are just so raw yeah and that, and oh we haven't really talked about it that like her so kathy's storyline starts at the end and goes to the beginning and then jamie's storyline goes from the beginning and uh starts at the beginning and then goes to the end mm-hmm. but they're back and forth <laughs> so yes. you really have and that's that's the way it's done in the show and i really love that yeah it's an interesting way to tell the story you get different bits of information at different time but also it shakes up the audience every song if it was told chronologically it'd be like happy 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 sad 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 <laughs> sad sad yes but with this it's like all right, we start in a sad place, but immediately happy, sad, happy, sad, happy. happy and it just kind of switches you back and forth. So you're not, you don't get used to the sadness and the happiness. It's kind of a new feeling every single time. 
that it switches. But then at the end, they're just like, we're going to Kalima your heart out. So, because mm-hmm. uh, what happens is Kat, it's supposed to be Kathy is singing about the end of their first time meeting or one of the first times of one of their first yeah. dates. And Jamie is singing about how their marriage is over. And the moment that they sing together, um, as in, in this movie, I cry every time while watching it. It is just so beautiful and just so like, you, we know what's going to happen to Kathy. Kathy at that point in time doesn't know what's happening. And he's basically saying like, we're done. And, uh, uh, it just hurts. It hurts so much. We're still hurting. We're, we're still, still hurting. St- damn it. <laughs> God but damn it. About that song. Um, and one thing we have not touched on very much is the camera work in this musical is so intricate and so beautiful. I absolutely adore the shot where Kathy is standing on the steps of their apartment um, which she doesn't at the time know it's going to be their apartment. And then Jamie comes into shot in the background of the window. It goes into the window, gives him his moment, pans back around and Kathy is standing there. It's a merging of the two timelines. Obviously they're not there in each other's timelines, but it's just, it's beautiful storytelling just through the camera work of them just standing there. I feel like they also pay homage to Psycho. <laughs> Follow me on this. So okay. <laughs> beginning beginning of Psycho, uh, the camera zooms in uh, through a window. Mm-hmm. And in Nobody Needs to Know, they do the same thing. Where, right? Yes. I, they do a similar thing and still hurting. All right, at the beginning. And it's still hurting too. Yeah, so like. Street shot. They like to zoom into windows in this movie. <laughs> Which I think another like that's another bit of storytelling is that like we're starting in this huge world where so much is going on, where everyone's life is happening. And we get this cool one shot of it comes towards the building. It passes this random woman eating a TV dinner and then pans down to a guy playing the piano. Another bit of diegetic music. Yeah. And then zooms in on Kathy just singing. And it's, I think it's like a one or two, maybe three minute one shot, which one shots are some of my favorite things. They did it. If I didn't believe in you is all a one shot. If you didn't realize that, watch that scene again. They do that all in one take. I love that. I love one takes. Long long takes. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I, I, in movies, it's so funny. Like, they did that all in one take. Welcome to musical theater where we do everything. In everything one in one take. <laughs> you get one shot and sometimes, you know, you flub it. Yes. Some, something happens and yeah. you're like, oh, shit, we have to go on. Yeah. But it's I understand out. in movies, there are so much. There's so much more going on behind the scenes as well. Um, than we see. I mean, in theater, of course, there's more going beyond behind the scenes. Um, but everyone kind of has to be working together in the getting certain shots and making sure things aren't in frame that shouldn't be in frame, but making sure the things that should be in frame are. Um, so, 
It's such yeah. a good movie. I need like more people need to watch it. You are right. More people need to know about it. They need to watch it. Be- and, you know, it doesn't have to just be uh, theater people like everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to appreciate this movie for what it is. Um, wh- and what I also really like about this is like they didn't fall into the trap of what a lot of modern musical movies are happening where they add a song so it could be nominated for uh, an award. I just don't know. Like, I I don't feel like you can with this show. Because it's already so well-crafted of the back and forth. If you, you would have to add two Two. songs to the show to keep the pattern going. Right. Or else it's going to get off. (laughs) And I just don't know where because it's already so well done. Yeah. The only thing they could have maybe done is changed Kathy's audition song, but still that would only be like a 30 second. Oh, thank you for bringing that up because what I really love about this musical, this is what I will say. This is one of my favorite musicals. Uh, But when she does climbing uphill and she is in the audition. They have a song within the song of her mm-hmm. like inner thoughts happening while she's auditioning, but it's done in the sort of rhythm of uh, when you come home. Not rhythm. Mm-hmm. That's not the word. Pitches. It's not done in the yeah. same pitches as when you come home. Because uh, you as a performer, you've probably had similar inner monologue at, during an audition. Oh, 100%. Sometimes you have to kind of go to a different place um, during auditions just so you don't unalive yourself afterwards. Um, (laughs) You don't unalive yourself afterwards. um, But I get it. I, you kind of go into your, taking this from Sherlock Holmes, your mind palace of different thoughts. And yes, you do have that thought like, why does this pianist hate me? because you what are you doing in in that song as well you see that uh earlier the another pianist it plays it off and i gotta say like that's probably one of the best things for the piano player in the stage version is to just like fuck it up on purpose (laughs) just like slap keys and everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) change change rhythm change speed I need to Tempo. I need to find the sheet music for climbing uphill to see kind of what is going like what it says to do during that part. So if you listen to the original cast album and then like the um revival one and probably the like <laughs> the 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 one you watched that's not the yeah. movie and then the movie they all have something different because mm-hmm. I think it's the, it, I, I don't know if it's like make something up or if it's like you guys work together to figure out what exactly is going to happen. And then maybe you like you fudge it a little during performances. Yeah. I don't think anything is written down because it's just, it's just like, just do something. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like it has, like it has the notes written down normally. And then it does have a note at the top. who's like, fudge this up. <laughs> don't, don't play this, but play this. <laughs> yeah. Play some semblance of this. <laughs> so um, summer in Ohio, uh, we see the life of the summer stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any experiences with something like that? Um, or not that extreme, but close? 
just like the job that I have currently before the pandemic, I was touring around the world. It's a one man show. So I get the loneliness of like, I'd rather be with anyone else right now. But right now I'm working um, with a bunch of screaming toddlers and elementary school kids. So I get that like longing, like, I just want to go home and have some normalcy. Um, In terms of like having weird people to work with, you're going to find that just about anywhere. (laughs) I'll go into specific examples because I don't have anything as obviously as weird as a former stripper and her snake being my roommate. Or an actor playing Tevye and Porgy at the same time. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> yeah. And also to mind that he is, he's a midget, as they say in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying but, it can't happen, but that's some fun casting right there. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, some other things about um, summer in Ohio that I don't think we've touched on. Um, just one of the changes to the show that they had to make for the movie. She's talking about, I found your book um, in the original borders. Original, it's borders, but borders has gone out of business. So just like, we found it in a target. Um, and then this is just a music. This song in particular is just full of references. Um, the sound of music reference is uh. the most obvious. Um, I love I I just love that they recreated that too because it was it's so stupid. <laughs> it is it, but it's beautiful. And they set they set it up as well because they only go into a few shows that they're gonna do at this summer stock, but the opening shot is the four musicals that they're gonna be doing, and one of them being Sound of Music. And that's a great way to like show time because they tell you what year it is. <laughs> and so um we the audience are like oh it's 2013 oh now it's 2011 okay um and then they have other little things too like her red dress where in shmuel song it's not complete and then she wears it in uh next, next 10 minutes. minutes yeah and then there's uh, other things here and there but it's, oh, it's so good <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we talked about like potentially gender swapping characters if you were in a production of this would you want to play jamie or kathy i yes please oh so you want to do the coin toss one either one yeah i would love to do the i think that one be a little more interesting because you might need to change keys um but um, what you can't hit that high note in uh, uh, i could do better than that maybe maybe on a very very good day (laughs) at 7 p.m after i haven't done anything else all day Except warming up. <laughs> yes, exactly. But with Gender Swap, this musical in particular, there are some easy ones that you could just easily change. I think the hardest song to do for a guy um, would, and not because of the song Playing itself. Kathy, you mean? Yeah. Um, okay. For a guy, yeah, playing Kathy um, would be... Well, that yes. one, that would be a lyric. That would be a lyrical one. That's kind of difficult. Okay. See, I'm smiling would be a hard one to act because if you go too far, you're just going to look like an abusive husband. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like that whole thing of like, Kathy is like pouring her heart and soul um, 
and just getting as angry is as angry as she can be she's exploding but if you do that as a man to a woman that's gonna to especially to an outsider you are going to look like an abusive husband so Um, so that's just a hard one to play a play the line on that like you don't want to ever make it seem like in that moment a guy playing kathy is going to hit the female jamie or their partner because you know it could be yeah yeah yeah. anybody at this point but yes that okay i see that it has to you have to play it more like internal hurt rather than Mm -hmm. external angry face exactly I was talking to a friend about this. It, yeah, it's um, when a guy plays anger, it, we, we have an easier time getting into it because there is kind of this stereotype that guys are quicker to anger. Women are quicker to crying. Um, and of course, just stereotypes. That's mm-hmm. just the way the world sees it. Um, so you got you to gotta play the line there um, if we were to ever do the gender swap. Uh, I would love I would I would pay to see the the coin toss one just mm-hmm. like you have these two performers who knows what they're going to play tonight <laughs> oh yeah and then that then just from a marketing standpoint that br- if the if the audience knows about the coin flip that just has even more reason to come see the show multiple times like I know I said that they would they they would need time unless you're gonna like be super ballsy and do it like at when the show starts at, at, in like ooh, that would be super like in like some sort of like like football or other sport where you have to do a coin toss you have the two of them like meet up somebody like the stage manager comes on stage flips the coin and then it's like Kathy Jamie go to your corners. <laughs> <laughs> And fight. And go. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? Ooh, let me, I, yeah, let me look at some of these notes, make sure I'm not um, missing any of the things I really wanted to talk about. Um, this is one I just kind of have to throw in there. It's the weirdest thing. Um, I watched If I Didn't Believe in You like a hawk because I love that song so much. I've performed it a bunch of times. Um, and I, I love the one shot, go watch it. If you haven't, um, beautiful storytelling, um, they're just, this kind of shows how psychopathic these two characters actually are. Their bed is in the middle of the room. Their bed is not touching a wall. Wait, what? (laughs) Their bed is not touching a wall. (gasps) I thought it was. No, the, she. You can see Kathy walk around behind it. Oh my god! I don't think I ever like, registered that. Like they might have an excuse for it, but it is the we, like. If you think about a bed, it is either in the corner of the room or it's against one wall. It is so weird to see a bed in the middle of a room <laughs> that you sleep in normally. I mean, it's New York. Any anything. It's happens. a New York apartment. I I get it. Maybe they just didn't have the room to put it against a wall, but and still, you. They're they're two artsy people, so don't rain on their parade. Like I said, they might have a reason, <laughs> but yeah, 
It's in the middle of the room. Oh God! I had to. I had to point that out so other people can see just what I saw. (laughs) I will now have to rewatch this movie. (sighs) Okay, maybe maybe there is. Maybe there is a bigger point to it. Maybe it's just because. Maybe it's for the the camera. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like it, maybe it's because of the camera work, and no person was supposed to notice it, but Matt Gainey noticed it, and now he'll always think about it every time that sh- moment. Or happens. was, or was it Matt Graney that noticed it? Hey, yo, full circle, everyone. Oh, uh, I'm like the show. I'm like the movie. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's get into Sharp and Flash, shall we? Yes, Sharp. In this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it, I thought it could change. It's flat. This was difficult for me, I'm not going to lie, because Mm -hmm. I love the whole movie, but I didn't want to sit here and be like, I'm going to just sharp the whole movie. So, yeah. uh, Um, Do you want to go first with your sharps? Sure. I I think some of these things I've already touched on, some of the things that I've already noted. Hey, hey, Um, man. Yeah. Um, but the one that I have not talked about yet is the costuming. One, I just love the styles that they put them in. And they did a great job of showing the style from um, what would have been 2008 when the show, when the timeline started to 2013, I yeah. think, roughly. Um, but the main thing about it is anytime they are in the the past, as we'll call it, they're wearing very bright colors at the beginning of the relationship. They're in their happiest point. And then as you can see, it just gets dark, darker, darker, darker yeah. and darker and darker as it goes. It even gets more serious as well. Like at the beginning, Kathy in particular is wearing all these bright colors and all these cool patterns and just like all these accessories by the end, she's wearing Grays and blacks. Yeah. And she's wearing the jewelry that Jamie got her. Yeah. Jamie gave her. I I really did like that emphasis too, where it's like, uh, in Still Hurting, she takes all these important jewelry off. But if it's your first time watching it, and I'm sorry that I spoiled it for you, but whatever, this movie is eight years old at this point. Um, You see why that is significant. That's another, that's another layer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, where instead of showing you the progression of it in time, we're reverse engineering where it's like, yes. okay, so why is this watch? Why this bracelet? Why, why that? Well, we get the ring, but like, yeah. Yeah. And just in that moment as well, they, they have a bit of a time jump in still hurting where she's in different clothes. Oh, uh, this over for a very long time. The, and like that, she's probably read that letter multiple times. It um, may, not, it maybe it's like a week. Yeah. However long Hopefully it's, it's a week. In, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's the same day, but no matter what, it shows that there's she's actually been mulling this over for a while. Movie's so good. Everyone needs to watch it. Anyway, continue more. More sharps. Um, yes. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. The Easter eggs. Um, one I didn't mention is during her good audition of um, when we do see the casting director. She's like, that was so good. Um, they have the Avenue Q set behind 
um, that she's doing it. Uh, I just think that's a fun one. Um, it has no, no bearing on the show, um, but it's just, hey, look, Avenue Q. Um, <laughs> of course, another one is the music. It, this movie wouldn't work without the music. <laughs> I mean, it's a musical. This, mu- this musical wouldn't work without the music. I like to look at at musicals like, would this work as a movie? As like, if you stripped away the music, would this story work? And a lot of times, no. I mean, it would be, it, the story would work, but would it be interesting? Like, if you took away the music from The Music Man, would you watch that movie? I mean, I wouldn't watch The Music Man to begin with, but... Okay. Um, but oh. uh, probably, yeah, probably, because it's still uh, about a con artist swindling a town. But would it be as interesting? Would you like the characters as much? Oh, uh, you assuming I like the characters to begin with? <laughs> you could implant whatever musical you need. Okay, to okay, make okay, this okay, point okay. Work. Um, I feel I feel like something like six wouldn't work as well. Because that'll be like six monologue. That'll that'll just be like yeah. monologues that are modern, and it's like okay, but like you need the music as like that extra element. But some take- some something like okay, your example, the Music Man. I feel like it would work as a straight play or a straight movie. You know, no music Possibly. involved, but only the only the music. So then, would he still? It- <laughs> Now, now I'm maybe Music Man. Maybe, maybe, maybe Music Man wasn't the best example. Um, no, no but, because you still. But, I feel like if you still have the kids not really playing, like that's the only music, quote unquote, in that movie. I feel like it would. I feel like it would work. Yeah, I mean, let's let's take another one, Hamilton. Like, oh, we all had those history classes where we're just like, I'm dozing off because. Like some of this is interesting, but some of this other stuff is just like, all right, I get no, it. No, Hamilton. Yep. I, Hamilton's another one. You need the music. Yeah. Um, it and it it goes back to the description we read at the beginning. It's just like this is a love story between two people. Um, uh, what is it? A <laughs> they really actress and a novelist lover each illustrate the struggle and deconstruction of their love affair. That's just every romantic comedy ever. Yes, but it's yes. the music that puts puts it over the top, that actually gives you that extra oomph of this is watchable. This is an added out. layer. Yes, um, and I I personally just think this movie works better as uh, this musical works better as a movie, and of course oh. people can disagree with me. With the added layers, uh, I still love the stage musical. Do not get me wrong. Um, but I think with the added layers of them being able to coexist in the same worlds, because you can stop filming. The main reason for, a big reason for having them separated and not in the same scenes is because they need a break. It's, it's just right. two people. And they need a break to just cool down for a second and then change and have some water <laughs> yeah breathe. it would it would be a even more physical demanding task to try to do it all the way through without any kind of break i would which, love to see that though it would be interesting um which i i've also thought of different ways to do the show um as my, my gears keep going 
if it was if it did turn into a four person cast where you have kind of a Jamie and Kathy stand in and it could be a thing of where like they are the understudy that Kathy and Jamie oh. are actually understand. Are they switch every night where it's like you have one team of Kathy and Jamie that does the singing and then the other Kathy and Jamie do the Oh, that'll be everything else. So, okay, I'm going to I'm going to bleep this out cuz I don't want I don't want to ruin it, but um I like that. And the audience won't know what I'm saying cuz I'm going to bleep it out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, I, I love that from a standpoint of just an interesting thing to watch, an interesting way to tell the story, but then also just representation, um, giving yes. other people a chance to yeah. do this show. Uh, do you have any other sharps while we're here? Um, I guess the, the storytelling, um, which I've talked about, uh, the how it shakes up the audience, every song on their mood of switching between the happy and sad doesn't leave you in one mood for too long. Um, yeah. We don't want the audience it, to have the sads for a real long time. No, 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 no. Um, and then that the timing is the antagonist of this story. It is all about time. And that um, you, and, and it, you like that? Yes. Yes. I love that. The awesome. timing is the antagonist that it is a story of two real people um, that you can kind of put yourself in their shoes, maybe at different points of their lives. Um, so to go and, back to your point earlier about like taking the music out, I would love to see uh, a mm, a romantic movie or dramatic or I don't want to say rom-com because I, I like n- not really large emphasis on the comedy part, but like a rom-com of this structure. <laughs> But no singing. I think that would be interesting. Maybe it would bring in more people because there's no music in it. (laughs) It'd be called Last Five Years, the not musical. (laughs) Uh, Not musical. (laughs) So Um, I wrote down as a sharp, I like the concept and justifications of the songs. Uh, And then I also really sharped the commentary and interjections during the Shmuel song because it was so funny. Right. Like not just Anna Kendrick, even Jeremy Jordan was like, you like this? Yeah. Did you have any flats? The marketing of this film. Um, I feel like that's the main reason that it didn't do as well as it could have. Um, I watched the trailer and it tried like it did play some of the music. So it showed that it was a musical. Um, but it wasn't suit. It didn't, at one point it says you got to go back to the beginning, but then it just makes it seem like, all right, we, we're going to start it still hurting and then go moving too fast and go from there instead of this, it's switching back and forth. And I could see as like a normal um, audience member that doesn't understand the concept of last five years, like it wasn't explained to you prior where it's like, what is going on? And you, you're, you're not falling in love with the characters right away. You're, you're trying to wrap your head around the storytelling of it. Like, how is the story being told? Uh, yeah, and then uh, doesn't the trailer end on um, the last song? I think. I, I, just, I just have this very strong memory of them, of hearing, like, a, one of her goodbyes. Mm-hmm. 
but like in a positive probably probably <laughs> um, um, it doesn't yeah it doesn't set realistic expectations for the actual movie no uh so you really like the camera work of this there was one moment that i really didn't like it it was in, okay. the, in the gazebo for the next 10 minutes because they were really in a gazebo and that was to their detriment where it wasn't mm-hmm. like a movie gazebo where they they can make it bigger so the camera can yeah. fit in the and this way they didn't have to be like spitting in each other's faces and everything. And, you know, sometimes the camera cuts off part of their head. Um, yeah. It just, it just took me out for a second and that, and then also I didn't really like the half-assed fantasy moments. So like um, in Shiksagatis where he lists all the, uh, women, the Jewish women that he's been with, I yeah. I feel like they could have gone like further with that, or uh, or or done more things like that in the movie. Because in moving too fast, there's a moment where all of a sudden they're doing like a choreographed move with mm-hmm. him and a group of people. I'm just like, where is this coming from? <laughs> I oh I didn't I didn't make a note about that. I think that is just a case of Jamie daydreaming and getting into his own head and kind of having too big of a head on his shoulders already at 23 that he thinks the world revolves around me. So I could even, if I walk down the street, I could start a dance number if I wanted to, obviously it's all imaginary. Yeah. It it is. It does feel very random. I will give you that. Like, it's just like, it doesn't happen again. So you're just like, Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I needed. I think I needed like one more fantasy moment, even if it's like I don't want to say somewhere in Ohio. The dance break for Kathy is like that seems real. That doesn't seem like a mm-hmm. fantasy because they're in rehearsals. Um, yeah. But even if Kathy had a a moment, I mean, could the Maria moment be? The Maria on the mountain turning moment be uh, her uh, having a fantasy? Who knows? I don't, maybe, I mean, it could be. I took it as like, as a, as maybe one day she was just like, I'm bored. I'm going to go run into, run into a field. Like, and she's just thinking. I'm going to, stuff she's, I'm going to make fun of the show that I'm doing. Yes. (laughs) That I'm dressed Um, in. And then she gets swarmed by bees. So she gets her comeuppance. Um, (laughs) Um, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist um i mean like i had said i've sung if i didn't believe in you a million times but i'm not like the life's playlist um i guess um moving too fast i would describe like as soon as i got this new job like everything did happen very fast beforehand i was working in a um i was working in a ticket booth um for a show that i didn't particularly like it was one of, it was a tourist trap show in a tourist town um but then i got this new job where i have a salary and um what's that i know like actors don't have salaries they have a contract um but this one i have a salary and i'm doing shows constantly i'm traveling the world doing this show So I kind of get that idea of like everything is moving very fast and I feel like I'm in 
this awesome place right now. But before that, my the song that described my life would be climbing uphill. Like I'm going to all these auditions and I'm getting bubkiss. And I feel like I'm not being seen at all. Um, even though I'm getting the opportunity to audition and stand in front of these people, they're just like, oh, look at his shoes. Hmm. <laughs> You're like, these are the comfy ones. <laughs> <laughs> My feet retired. I didn't want to. Um, I copped out. I wrote the whole album because I feel like, <laughs> well, I feel like you I get, need... No, I, I get it. Yeah. I, and I love Especially it. Especially with this musical. I love, I love this album. But like mostly, I mostly listen to the Kathy songs personally. I don't know why. I just do. Um, mm-hmm. I think each of us have a character that we're drawn to more than the other. Um, I, I also just love, I can do better than that. Any version of it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, Betsy Wolf belts her face off during it. it totally. And I love that. Um, yeah. I love uh, Anna Kendrick's version of it. So it's just, it's great. <laughs> totally. Um, I guess uh, one more song that I'd like to add, actually add to my playlist of life. The other ones, like they were songs that I've already already added. One that I would love to implement into my ne- my life going forward from here is the next 10 minutes um thinking about settling down um there are no prospects at the moment but hopefully one day there is um pretty young thing that she sweeps me off her feet i sweep her off her feet we fall in love and we can talk about those things but also i just love the idea and this can be implemented into life not just a love uh love story is when jamie says will you take this next 10 minutes with me? And then after that, will you take the next 10 minutes after that? And I think that's just a beautiful way to work, look at life because everything is go, go, go moving too fast of let's take it 10 minutes at a time. Let's slow down life a little bit and enjoy the moments we are in. Let's say, all right, here's the first 10 minutes. Let's enjoy that. And then we can enjoy the ne- these 10 minutes. And it's also a way to also get through hard times in life. It's like, just take it a little bit at a time. Don't get overwhelmed by life. Take 10 minutes at a time. And eventually you'll either enjoy the part of life you're in or you'll get through the part of life you're in. Matt, if you get in a relationship because of this episode, <laughs> I, will, I will hate you forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but I we're done. We're done with the episode. We're done. Okay. We're done with our feelings because there's so yes. many of them. Let's let's leave uh, it on that. Take it 10 minutes at a time, everyone. Take it 10 minutes at it. Matt, what would you like to plug or promote? So yeah, uh, you can find me at Instagram at Matt underscore W underscore Gainey. And TikTok at matt.gibster. And then my website is simply matthewganey.com. Find and clips of songs I've done. You can find me singing If I Didn't Believe in You. That's somewhere on the website. Oh, I'm going to steal that. Or can you send that to me so I can like totally. post it somewhere? Great. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, he's single. <laughs> or people who don't, don't want to. Don't, don't want to, don't want to, don't want to, 
assume things. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, we're off the rails. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with me and talk about last five years or, you know, ask me about Matt if you're a prospective person who wants to who's interested fine totally. great because uh, you know apparently we're best friends now uh, oh, yeah. you can you can email <laughs> me at buttasongpod at gmail.com I'm also on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at buttasongpod did do you did you like Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan do you want somebody else what do you think about the coin toss idea are we the only ones that thought of that? Is, is it her thing? Who knows? And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, it's our first repeater. We are doing uh, a different version of Annie. We're doing the 1999 version. Yay! The one with mm-hmm. Kathy Bates. <laughs> uh, Matt, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. And I have a feeling you'll be back soon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'd love to be back. Yeah, podcasting. (laughs) Bye for now, everyone. Bye-bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.